Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Starks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. It's the headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. This is Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Sure Chat what is that? Where you are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome. To another episode of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther, the third, and now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states in the globe, it's a happy hill himself. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? Pretty good, man. I'm sorry, I show my teeth, as I do every time, every episode, but... Hey, another episode of uh, UK Wrestling Mo- Month, right, Geekums? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so you you want to get into it, Joe? Yes. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to the one, the only Stacy Rose. Stacy, how's Hi, it going? How's it going? Yeah. Pretty well, good. Yeah. About you guys? Good. 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 Thank good. you for taking our our opportunity to come on the podcast in UK Wrestling Month. So. If our fans, our American fans, are not familiar with you, introduce yourself. Uh, so my name is Stacey Rose. Uh, I am a UK independent wrestler. Um, and you can find me generally at uh, at the minute, Unstoppable Pro Wrestling, uh, Unstoppable British Wrestling, I should say, at um, LWF, Lancashire Wrestling Federation. And... Oh, at the Kingdom of Wrestling. Why did all the promotions I worked for just exit my head the second I had to say them? (laughs) (laughs) It happens. We we all get that uh uh-oh moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, wait, you get the next question, Geekums. So, like, uh, who trained you? Uh, So, I'm training at the Future Shock Performance Center based out of Manchester. Uh, so I train under uh, Sam Bailey and Lana Austin, mostly, awesome. uh, with the odd session with Chris Ridgway as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what was your energy like when you did your first match going through the curtain? Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of nerves, I think, um, which is unusual for me because I grew up um, acting, uh, doing like local theatre stuff. Uh, so it gets to the point when you perform for so long that you kind of like you, you do get nervous, but it's not as bad as maybe other people sort of feel. Um, but that first time wrestling, whether it was just because I was jumping from like theatre to wrestling, uh, yeah, incredibly nervous, but also incredibly excited as, at the same time that I was actually doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, so who was your first opponent exactly? So, my first match was a battle royal, a mm-hmm. uh, women's battle royal to decide a number one contender. Um, so, with me being brand new, it was pretty much, you know, straight in, do a little bit, straight out. Mm. But that was the foot in the door. 
I always say this, Stacey and Geek, like your first match is always something that you can't control because, you know, the promoter puts you in something. Like, we need you for a battle royal. Go in, Stacey. We need you. Like, like some people we've encountered, their first match is always against a person that's like an up and rising person. Or a trainer. Sometimes a trainer. Sometimes people, yeah. their trainer is their first match. But I remember, like, there was a ring announcer we had on the podcast. He He actually said that he was actually involved in the Battle Royal. And I'm like, dude, did you get any wrestling training? They just ran me the basics, and that's it. And I would be eliminated. That was it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the promotion that I was with at the time, I think they, um, the girls who were in that Battle Royal were obviously more experienced than me, but I think some of them still only had only been wrestling maybe one, maybe two years. But, um, yeah. The more that I know, now that I know more, I feel like it's probably a good idea to put a new person in with somebody who's got quite a bit of experience and can guide them through without uh, too many mistakes. Like, who who are some of like your inspirations for like your character? Um, from wrestling, my number one inspiration is probably uh, Sensational Sherry. Mm. Um, obviously, everybody knows her. Uh, as the manager, Sensational Sherry, be it with Shawn Michaels or Randy Savage or whoever. Um, but I went back and watched her actual wrestling stuff as well. Um, so I take a lot from Sherry because um, in terms of getting a heel character over, she did it incredibly well. Um, and then just from in life, um, I took a bit of inspiration from Mark Bolan of T-Rex, the band, mm-hmm. um, sort of that glam rock, pretentious, uh, pretentious energy that he brought. So um, I watched a documentary on T-Rex and watch interviews where I can, things like that. That's cool. How, how did you get your start in the wrestling business? Like, um, So it was, it was a few years ago now. I've only sort of been on a good run sort of the past year or so, but I actually originally started 15 years ago um I was coming to the end of college which which over here is like 16 to 18 uh generally um I'd finished getting my drama qualification and I just didn't want to go to university there was just a part of me that was like I I, you know when you just don't feel the passion for something anymore and you're like I need to do something different um so I was toying with the idea of getting into wrestling because I was such a huge fan and it was that sort of, you know, well, why not? Um, and I just happened to be hanging out at a friend's one day and there was this guy there and he was like, oh, well, I go to this wrestling school. Why don't you tag along with me? And um, yeah, that was it. Went from there, never looked back. Awesome. So um, have you ever thought of traveling um across the pond to the states and like where would you want to go to in the states oh gosh that's a i think i'd be quite happy just sort of um traveling around the states generally obviously you have to do your research in what what promotions are actually worth working for and which ones may be a bit uh dodgy as we'd say over here mm. um what immediately springs to mind is uh gcw yeah um, although I'd love to be able to 
get down to like the nightmare factory or something like that and actually tr do a bit of training with some people who that who know what they're talking about um yeah i think it'd be really cool just to travel around the states in general and just to be able to see it all and take it all in hmm. we've had some of the students uh, from the nightmare factory on on our podcast right um, right joe yeah they they they've said lots of good things also if you ever come to states definitely look up um CC, it's CCW Geek, right? Which one? In Florida. Florida, Florida. yeah, CCW, yeah. That's where right. Gangrel trains. Okay, CCW yes. Florida. That, that's yeah. cool. Okay. That's Gangrel School right there. Yeah, Gangrel. He's a nice guy. Super, Super. scary, but a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a story about that. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I was on the phone, right, with, uh, with uh, Joe, right? And this big shadow with the fangs comes over me. And I'm like... I look up and he's just staring at me. I'm like, he goes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I can he imagine is, he's quite an intimidating presence. He, he, he is very intimidating, but you know, super nice guy. Super. And he, he would, he would sit there and watch the show with you. Super like, and talk to you and say, ask me, I was like, what I think of him and stuff like that. He's super awesome. You know? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, my granddad used to tell me a similar story. Um, from the world of sport days in the UK. Um, so world of sport was a wrestling show used to be on every weekend. Um, well, world of sport was a sports show, but they had like a wrestling segment where they uh, air a wrestling show. And have you heard of a wrestler called giant haystacks? My yeah. grandfather's best friend. Oh, really? It was my grandfather's best friend. Yeah. No way. That's awesome. Um, so my granddad actually went to see one of the shows live. And he went to the bar to order a pint. And the next thing, he just sort of felt this presence next to him at the bar. And he turned around and he always says it kind of went like this. Because he was such a big dude. And yeah, my granddad used to like telling me that that's how he met Giant Haystacks, just at the bar at a show. Mm. Awesome. That's so. crazy. And it's funny because my grandfather used to he was so big that he couldn't fit in my grandfather's regular like truck. So he yeah. would have to sit in the back, like the back, the pickup part. He would yeah. sit there and like stories. They like, I wish that one of Haystack's kids were still, I don't know if I know if he has any kids or, but I'd be like, love to get that one of them on the podcast so they could talk about their dad. Cause that'd be crazy to hear stories about their dad. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Cause he did go over to the States, didn't he? To work for WCW. Yeah, he went, he went. I remember I found a video on YouTube. It was like a late old old video. It was like he was still wrestling up to like the nineties. He's dead. Mm. I was like, yeah, geez, yeah. There we go. Next question, Giggums. Uh, uh, so so do we, do we say we said dream opponent, right? Yeah, there you go, dream opponent. Oh, dream opponent. Oh, um, I mean, if time travel was an option. I think Manami Toyota wow. in the 90s would be really cool. Um, present day, though. Oh, it's such a tough question because there's so many talented wrestlers out there now. And, and not only that, because of the internet, now everybody knows about everybody now. Yeah. So, so. Um, I think Chris Statlander would be pretty cool. Chris Statlander is mm. awesome. So Yeah. Um, well, she was the first person to spring to mind, so let's go with yeah. Chris Statlander. 
kicks that okay. one for Joe. There's, there's a quite a few promotions that you should definitely check out, like on, in the New York area on YouTube. Um, PPW is one of them. That's there where I am in Pennsylvania. That's in Pennsylvania. That's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. They're a good promotion. They have a lot of they're a lot, there's a lot of good female wrestlers on their roster. And Victory Pro Wrestling. That's just East Long Island. Victory Pro. Bear with me one sec, opening my notes up on my phone. <laughs> right, so Victory Pro. Did you say Long Island? Yeah, yeah. Long Island, New York. And then there was PPW Pennsylvania. Yes. PPW. Yeah. Uh, PPW posts full episodes on their YouTube channel, so you can watch. A no, whole no, 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 they just post matches. Oh, I thought they did full shows. You told me they. I mean, I mean, they po- they post they don't post the full show. They post match by match, but they yeah. basically post post the full show. Oh, it's almost yeah. a full show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Minus so- the entrance. Minus the entrances. So, who would you say hits the hardest out of all your opponents you've ever had so far in your career? Um, hits the hardest. There is a girl who I wrestled um, a couple of weeks ago, Lucy Sky. Um, yeah, she's she's actually injured at the minute, but she's it's definitely worth checking out her stuff and. Uh, Maybe even she might even do a podcast with you as well. Um, but yeah, Lucy Sky had a great match with her a couple of weeks ago at LWF. And um, I've not actually had a match with her on a show yet, but Lana Austin, who I've trained with, uh, she hits pretty hard, <laughs> um, but in a good way. So, yeah. So, so you had a couple of managers, right? Also, right? Uh, so I've managed a few people. Yeah. Um, I suppose by that affiliation, they've sort of come out to the ring with me as well. Uh-huh. Uh, the main uh, guy being uh, Lance Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to like being uh, paired together on shows and such. Um, I think it helps that we're like real life. We're close in real life as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always a lot more fun if you get to do it with like your nearest and dearest. And also I spent quite a bit of time managing Matt Fox as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So are these people like all in the same like stable or is it like these are different promotions with different? Uh... So um, myself, Matt and Lance, uh, the promotion we originally started for, we were a stable there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just me and Matt for a while. And then, um, we eventually brought in some of the newer talent, um, one of which being Lance. Um, I don't so much manage Matt a lot now. We were paired together at Unstoppable until recently. Um, and then Lance. Mind you, I've not really been paired with Lance a lot recently. But yeah. So we have worked together at different promotions and such. Um, yeah. So what would you say, this is our fun side questions. What would you say would be your all-time favorite food? Ooh, I'm a big pizza fan. Pizza, yeah. You're, you're, you're good friends with the dudes then. We love pizza here on Dudes at Ringside. Pizza's oh. a favorite. 
yeah. that's probably another reason to go to America is to actually sort of really not, not just America, it. New York as well. If you ever come to New York and I'm able to come down, yeah, we'll definitely have to all hang out and have pizza. We we'll find we'll we'll bring you to the good pizza place. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, take me to the best places. But then I feel like I'd also have to go to like Chicago as well. To- yeah. No, you wouldn't. You have to stay in New York. New York <laughs> has the best pizza right there. <laughs> There's so many arguments that we've almost gotten in with, with guests about that that are from Chicago. We're like, come on. It, they're, like, it, they're like, it has to be deep dish. I'm like, no. <laughs> and they, they, they do things where deep dish pizza is cool, but like they put jalapeno pepper on their hot dog. Come on. Yeah, I'm not a fan of jalapenos. No, to be I like honest. Jalapenos are cool on the side when you're eating, you know, dipping carrots and stuff like that. But you don't put it on your hot dog? No, bro, no. Yeah. Or maybe, like, sprinkled on nachos or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No. Not on hot dog. No. Yeah. Keith hates when I put I talk about my hot dog. I put mustard and sauerkraut and just, oh, so good. Ugh. I don't maybe, think I've ever had maybe, sauerkraut. Maybe bacon, maybe bacon is good on a hot dog, you know? Yeah, bacon's good. Unless you're a vegan, then you get in trouble. Yeah, maybe cheese, maybe <laughs> cheese, cheese and bacon. Yeah, yeah. These are all ideas that I'm noting mentally to try on my hot dog. <laughs> I would say bacon and put the 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 melted cheese on top of it. Oh, that'd be good. That does sound good. You just have to have a bunch of napkins because that cheese, that nacho cheese, is really messy. Like, yeah. Especially when I had, I got my, I just got myself shaved up and my mustache would be covered in cheese. I'll be like. My good geek, and you're just like, you'd be like, yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you can go, Joe. And everybody's laughing at me. And everyone's laughing at Joe, and I'm like, typical heel geek, right? <laughs> you walk out looking like he just walked out of the, uh, <laughs> like a baby, and like I eat, and I'm just like, how am I good? Yeah, go, <laughs> you're good. You're not covered in cheese. <laughs> I'm glad that never happened, geek. I would be mad at you. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. All right. All right. What, what 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 gets you ready for a match? Like uh, like what do you do before a match that gets you ready? Say, so, yeah, I gotta do this before my match. Um. Do you know what? I'm one of these odd people who I don't really have like a ritual or anything before a match. You know, sometimes you'll see people put the headphones in and just sort of psych themselves up or maybe they'll do like press ups to sort of get a bit of a pump going. But I don't know, I'm just, again, I don't know if it's because I'm from a performance background. I'm generally quite chill right up until I know I have to be by the curtain to go out. And even then, it's just sort of like composing myself before I go out. But other than that, I don't really have any like rituals or anything like that. Because some people like eat a pizza or some people just, you know. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, they listen to music and say, you know, I'm going to get ready, my mind ready for the match or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, that. Um, pizza comes after the match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or pizza. over here, it's usually McDonald's because that's the only thing that's open on the way home. So, I, so I've heard in every single wrestler has told me, it's like, you know what? There's no food or bars open anymore. There's just mcdonald's and that's and taco bell that's only and taco bell that's it that's only that thing that's open they wonder why wrestlers during the pandemic had to do their filming and they come back to t- meet fans and they have a and they're not you know sometimes gyms are not open some people don't have gyms at their house 
That's why people wrestlers were so out of shape during the pandemic when they had to record or they couldn't wrestle. People were like, why, why, why is he so out of shape? Hello, what else is there to do? Go to McDonald's, Burger King, or eat a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the novelty of working out at home wears off after a while. Um, when the pandemic first sort of hit, it was like, oh, well, I can do stuff at home. That's fine. Body weight exercises and all of that. And, you know, after a few weeks, you kind of get a bit fed up of not being able to switch up your routine and stuff. So if you could give advice to any any uh, upcoming wrestlers, what advice would you give? Um, train at a reputable school. And that's one that you hear a lot, but I learned the hard way that do your research and train at a reputable school. Um, Be open to advice and critique um, because you're not going to improve if people are gassing you up all the time. Mm. Unless people tell you where you're going wrong, you can't improve it um so be open to it because don't get me wrong there'll be people out there who will just i don't know slag you off for the sake of slagging you off i heard that but, um but yeah um and just be consistent Um, be consistent with your training because again that's the only way that you're going to improve um and don't beat yourself too, up too much if, you know, when you're new, you can afford to make mistakes because you're new. Because, of course, you want to impress people. You want to get over with the crowd. You want, like, another booking, um, be it at that company or be it if somebody's watching your match and they book you based off of that. But when you're new, you're going to make mistakes and not everything's going to be perfect. So don't beat yourself up too much. Wow, that's awesome! Exactly. Love that. That's that's awesome, Stacy. I'm, I'm geek. I'm glad you asked that question because that's that's always our favorite. You know, it's funny we have all these questions we ask these people, Stacy. But when we ask that one for the younger wrestlers, kind of like the advice, and then the wrestlers tell it, that one out of all we've got so far this year, I think that is like the best one I've ever heard because that oh. one's from the heart. You know what I mean? Like. Everybody has all their own advice, but that advice right there, I think is the best one I've heard all year so far. Thank we you. haven't gone through the whole year yet, but still, you know what I mean? That's like that's like the best one because you understand you're from you're from the other side of the curtain, literally. But like you started out on the stage and then you became a wrestler. Kind of technically, you're still on the stage. Yeah, but it's it's a different kind of. I don't know, theatre, you don't get critiqued as much in theatre as you do in wrestling. I feel like wrestling, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. And especially in the age of social media as well, it's easier to put your opinion out there. Mm. Um, but you've just got to learn which opinions actually matter and which don't, because you can't please all of the people all of the time. Yeah. Oh, my last, well, my last question, one of my, one of my last questions are for you. I saw a match on YouTube you did. What was it like to do an actual wrestling match on a stage? Um, that happens over here more often than you probably think it does. Um, I 
I have mixed feelings about it because I feel like you can't quite get as up close and personal with the crowd as you can when they're like traditionally sort of sat around the ring. Um, so to a degree, it does make making that connection with them harder. Um, well, generally speaking, once you've got the audience with you, then it's kind of just the same as any other match, really. You can, once you get into it, the adrenaline's going. As long as you're still giving that crowd the interaction that they need. Um, the only thing I will say is because we, when you're on a stage, they tend to have like actual real stage lights as well, so it can get pretty warm under <laughs> the stage lights. So, so my last question is, what would you say the biggest difference between wrestling and theater is? Uh, in a theater, um, yeah. like I say, just having that sort of um, a bit more of a barrier between you and the audience, uh, even if it's not a physical barrier, because um, it's not like when they're around the ring, you can sort of get out and you can get close up and interact with them and such. Whereas on a stage, if you get down off the stage, it's a lot harder to get back up sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you maybe kind of avoid that. Um, so, yeah, it's just you're a bit further back from the audience, I think. All right. All right. So uh, do you have any social medias or that, that people could follow you? I do. I'm on Twitter, at Stacey Rose, all one word. Um, I um on instagram i am stacy rose all one word um i also have a facebook page uh the url i think is forward slash i am stacy rose and uh, i also have a big cartel as well uh, i am stacy rose dot big cartel dot com all right awesome we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast you know? no thank you for having you're, me you've been awesome so i'm joe panther the third i'm the metal geek I'm Stacy Rose, and we will catch you in the next one.